it is kind of strange to get back home after being gone a month though isn't it i know like i got home at like the last leg of the flight was at like 11 50 at night and this yeah i do not want to say this like oh okay we're almost close to a minute this da- goddamn animal sitting in front of me just reclined the entire time sean he was in my lap the entire flight lap. And I was sitting up because it was like an hour and a half. And it was like the last portion. I'm like ready to get home. And I was like, my yeah. God, how fucking selfish. And uh. did you feel like you needed to reach up and give him a massage? <laughs> I was in half a mind to just pour my sneezing. coffee on him. <laughs> no, you just got to start sneezing next time. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Here's a tissue. I'm so sorry. <laughs> And then it's supposedly inadvertent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, we went from um, snow to summer in about three days. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I came to work and I had a jacket on. Evidently, I didn't even need it. Crazy stuff, man. So, yeah. welcome to Oklahoma. Winter to spring. So, what <laughs> goes, man? We, we got crazy stuff going on here. What's going on with you? Not much. Just a lot of work and new projects coming in, and they're yeah. mainly from Oklahoma, which is super weird. Yeah. Why don't you tell people what you actually do for a living? It might make more sense. Seeing <laughs> as I have, I have booze behind me, it explains what I do for a living. <laughs> so I basically do software and application development, which also includes like websites, WordPress-based, and it's basically full stack of services. So anything you tell me, I can get it from your idea to a customer using it on their phone or their computer. <laughs> there you go. And what I do is I own an Irish pub and I am the mayor of Vice. Ironically, they both go in together. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, let me let me tell you what we've got going on here. So, um, we had a girl last week in a suburb outside of Tulsa, which all stories these days that are terrible seem to start with in a suburb outside of Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what the deal is up there. Maybe it's just a slightly more radical group of folks or something. But um, this this girl, the the the, the official story is not out yet because they are slow walking this thing. And okay. for those of you who don't understand how that works is when something horrific happens in order for you to get your PR together and everything else, you go, well, they're doing an investigation that could take a week to two weeks. And we just don't know what happened when. It was a it was a school and a 16 year old girl was assaulted by a few girls that were at least one year older. So 17 or older in the okay. bathroom and um, teacher broke it up, didn't turn it into anybody, which is really weird and let this girl go home. And then she died later. So well, whether right. So whether you and, and the deal is they got to go, well, we, we have to see if she died of medical causes. And that's the first sign of a cover up because mm-hmm. you go. Um, look, she got beat up in the bathroom by three people and later died. Oh, literally, Elmer Fudd, the cartoon character, could figure a correlation here. So um, This is like he, that thing, right, Sean, where uh, you try to figure out, is there an underlying medical cause that you can blame it on so that you don't you really have to say what right. happened? And, and you know, you and I know the game because if, we if we were working for those folks, that's what we were going, hey, you better find something. This is awful. <laughs> so where the, where the tie-in is... Our school superintendent, this guy named Ryan Walters, if you've watched any of our other podcasts, I've talked to no end about this guy's uh, crazy rhetoric, but he is an anti-trans, anti-LGBT person, and this this person was non-binary. So 
you refer to him as they and them, which is really difficult for me because it's a person. And so it's mm-hmm. improper English. I, I, I'm doing my best. So if any, don't, don't write me a letter. I'm old. Um, and so then the libs of TikTok lady, the crazy Orthodox mm-hmm. Jew, Chaya Rychak, um, had, had jumped on a teacher at the same school. So if you don't mind me taking a couple of minutes to explain this. Oh, for sure. There's a student in, the, student in the school, and it's not uncommon if the family is deeply religious, if somebody comes out uh, LGBT, that the family literally disowns them. So the kid comes to school, disowns, the family doesn't want anything to do with them. So the teacher makes a public statement and says, look, if she doesn't have a family, I'm her family now. Being really, mm-hmm. really sweet or what I would want somebody to do for a child of mine. Oh, yeah. And that Chaya Rychek gets gets the information and um, and starts a lives for TikTok thing. And eventually they taught this LGBTQ friendly teacher bad enough where she leaves the profession or at least leaves that job. I don't know if she left the profession. I shouldn't say that. So mm-hmm. that was just six months ago. Okay. And when all of this goes bad, Rychek magically says it was two years ago. So she knows she's covering. So, mm-hmm. you know, I... For those of you who don't know anything about this, literally a month ago, I warned of this exact thing from the exact stuff. And this Chaya Rychek from Libs of TikTok had all of her loser friends try to attack me, which we just attacked back and and Mm -hmm. stopped really quick. So so now, since it's escalated and we have a dead dead young girl and we're going to probably have three other teens that are going to end up in prison for life, Mm -hmm. would it not have just been easier to make a European-style bathroom with walls floor to ceiling, you know, <laughs> instead of putting this kid in this position. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I have going. Mm-hmm. Way to go. The best Sean. part is <laughs> school school board meeting on Thursday, 930 tomorrow morning. Guess who's gonna be there? Hell yeah. <laughs> so let me ask you as a question as an outsider, what mm-hmm. would be your take tomorrow? Because I'll get my I'll get my few minutes with Ryan. I mean they're gonna try to stack the deck with apologies uh, they're apologists, people explaining why this isn't their fault, yeah. but it's there's direct direct correlation. So this lady, when she makes um, posts about LGBTQ trans stuff, shortly after there's been 20 different bomb threats. Yeah. Now, even Forrest Gump could figure out there's a correlation there, but somewhere or another, she's still hanging on the fact that, uh, or not fact, her fact that she's not involved. So what would you, if you were writing the script for tomorrow, what would you, what would you have me do other than, Hey man, I think I told you about this last month. Let me, yeah. let me check the record. Sean, <laughs> we are, we're going to walk the high road and not say, yeah. I told you so. Wow. <laughs> that's kidding. out of my nature. That is so out of my nature. <laughs> Even though it'll bring us great pleasure. <laughs> No. So what's a great way to say I told you so without saying I told you so? I may have See, covered this last do month. It, you should do it like super passive aggressively. Like, um, right. hey, this doesn't bring me any joy. But <laughs> <laughs> I did tell you that this would happen. Granted, last night it was loads of joy. But now with the right. meeting. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord, man. Yeah, so no, but as, an, uh... as an outsider looking in, I think... Like you can see like the basically a cascading effect from when that uh, libs of TikTok got involved, picked on this lady who stood up for an LGBTQ person and they kicked her out of the job, which 
emboldens everybody else who already right. wanted to pick on that little set right. of people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, it is. It's it's uh, and, and they know they're being successful. That's why they do it. I mean, you know, um, stochastic terrorism, I believe, is the, is the term. You know, mm. you stoke the fire, you, you have the gas cans and the torches and everything ready. You don't have to light them yourselves, just have them available for for the people who want to do it. And then you have plausible deniability. So we seem to be in the middle of, of a, kind of a gyration of this. And, and it, look, anybody could see it coming by the mm. way they were doing it. Now, this is not the way probably they wanted this to work out because this is terrible. Mm. And before before our local people really covered it in the press, it, it already made national press. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Fox 25 here covered it, but I don't know of anybody else. You know, that quickly, now they've all had to catch up, you know, because the mm -hmm. uh, attorney general and everybody's getting involved. But this will be federal, and, and you've lived here. The yeah. greatest thing about something like this is it's a hate crime, and so mm -hmm. the federal government gets in, so no local good old boys can just let somebody go. So yesterday, uh, my other business partner in Oklahoma was telling me about the story, and I just, I was in a hurry trying to get through airport security, and he told me this is what happened, <laughs> and I was... And I was like, where? And he said, it's like a town near um, Tulsa. And I was Tulsa. like, of course, you'll kill thousands of black people there. What do you expect in a town close by? <laughs> right. I hate to say it historically, mm -hmm. that is the place for something like this to happen. And so we may, maybe that's what we need to look at rather than rather than think that, oh, God, it's a single incident. And you go, maybe it's the children of people yep. that did that other stuff or the grandchildren and might have a bloodline issue there. See, I was being like super mean and I was like, yeah, this is what happens when you don't teach proper history in school and you're ranked like almost last in education. We are last. Yeah. yeah. So my family, I had to explain to them last week, they were all like, so are you, are you moving home anytime soon? And I'm like, man, I am 60, almost 61 years old. I don't really want to move. But yeah, mm -hmm. uh, you know, maybe I, I, I'm not necessarily looking at that, but, but you know, it's, 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 it's on the table. You know, Have you told uh, them that, listen, I'm going to head out to India for a bit because <laughs> you and I need to raise hell here for a minute? <laughs> James and I talked about, yeah, but if I do it over there, they're going to put me in jail and I'll be lost. I'll be I'll be like the lone white guy that doesn't speak Punjab <laughs> or, or Hindi, you know, mm -hmm. trying to trying to see if I can get some beans for the day. Yeah. <laughs> but I would be fit as a fiddle and I could do yoga all day long, I believe. So maybe, maybe. Hey, that's what James, James said to me. He goes, hey, man, we need to get over there. And I go, hey, all my stuff, I'm legal. My passport's legal. I've still got my, my visa from my hilarious conversation about visas. And mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> I'm ready, man. I'm ready. Um, hey, the, so one more thing um, over here politically. So the last original jail trust member just stepped down, and she's a lady both you and I know named Sue Arnall, who is, uh, mm -hmm. I, I think she's one of very few billionaires, definitely in Oklahoma, but in, in the United States. And, and she has stayed on there for five long years trying to see if she could get something going. And just finally, hung just there, huh? <laughs> and she, and she blamed the sheriff. She goes, yeah, he took off $17 million and left the rest of us stranded. Oh, wow. Right. Uh, and for somebody of her stature mm -hmm. to point you out like that, but, but he is a darling of the Republican party. He's a good looking guy, smart, um, and understands budgeting and everything. I mean, he really, he really understands the essence of government. Mm -hmm. Now, 
he, he wasn't really in heavy law enforcement before he got the sheriff's job, but he's supposed to be running the jail and he doesn't want it because, you know, he makes the same amount of money, jail or no jail. And nobody nobody really ever gets him in trouble for anything. I mean, he's a he's a decent guy. So um, I, I don't know what that means for his future, that she basically blamed him for the whole debacle. But it can't be good. Because that tells me she's hiring a PR firm to take him out. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens now if there's nobody who wants it? Does a private company get to come and bid on it and see what they will charge for operations? Or, I mean, in all honesty, the problem with the county jail, in a regular jail, the way you do it is you have things that, that prisoners earn. Like they earn time, they earn money, they earn um, goods, they you know, stuff like that. In county, you're just rotting while you're waiting to go to jail. Mm -hmm. So it's just a parcel. What you really need is somebody that ran like a, a UPS local, you know, maybe Oklahoma City UPS, and you get packages from here to there because that's all you're doing, taking yeah. people to court, and uh, and you got to feed them three times a day. So I don't I don't think it's a it it is basically a private enterprise. They have just failed miserably. Hmm. So they semi privatized it. You know, when people say a public private partnership. And it always is not. Yeah. <laughs> this this one, I mean, thanks to myself and my friends who exposed all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. um, they they don't have a location for the new jail. They don't have enough money to operate this jail. I mean, they're being starved out. I'm mm -hmm. I'm thinking they should probably get rid of the trust finally. You know, if we couldn't get rid of them in all that time, maybe yeah. they decided to starve them out. Because mm -hmm. yeah, in business, that's the easiest way to do it. Right. Yeah, you guys have been working on this for what three, four years. Uh, oh, three, yeah. four years. Yeah, four years. and mm -hmm. we were real effect in getting worst members out. Sue was not the worst member. Um, she was actually a, a pretty decent person, but the downside was she was a lawyer, so she always played both sides mm -hmm. to guarantee herself a win. And I'm I'm not saying that in a negative way. That I, what I would do if I were in her position, you know, you figure out a way to get both sides to get along. But yeah, isn't that crazy? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's my Oklahoma politics story for today. <laughs> mm -hmm.